0: This is a Quite The Thing media production of Quite The Music, distributed as part of Quite The Music Collab. It's Gary Morris here with the latest episode of Quite the Music. And we have Quite the Guest, not one, not two, but three this month. A very special episode with the members of the incredible band, Tight Fit. So it's a warm welcome to Denise, to Steve and to Julie. Welcome to Quite the Music. Hello.
1: Hi, thank you for inviting us. It's good to be here.
0: No, you're more than welcome, guys. Uh, Regular listeners to the show will know that last month's uh episode which was very well received uh with the, the acclaimed producer matt pop um now matt was very well involved in your kind of latest single fallout which we'll come on to in a little bit but um th- there's a little bit of kind of crossover there from from last month and uh matt very kind of heavily involved in your kind of recent material yeah. um mm. and that song fallout is doing some good stuff for you just now steve
1: Yeah, yeah, we've been amazed, you know, that uh, after all this time, you know, 40 years on from when we started out and this song has got such an incredible reaction from people. We've had amazing support from from DJs and radio stations and, and from people, you know, listening and downloading and buying. So, yeah, we're just amazed at this stage of our careers to have this going on and just running with it and really enjoying it. It's fantastic.
0: I think that's one of the things that uh, what we'll do when we, we finish the show tonight, we'll actually play the track for people that haven't quite heard it yet, but it takes you back to the kind of old days of that kind of 80s kind of sound that's very familiar uh, to people that that have kind of followed your career, but kind of similar to bands like, like Steps and uh, they've kind of taken that traditional sound, made it sound modern and traditional at the same time. Uh,
1: yeah, because it's got that kind of it's got that kind of 80s feel to it, but Matt's production has really brought it up to date and, and it sounds very current. And you know, you wouldn't know that it was a bunch of- Oldies. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say it. More mature, let's say, people performing on this song.
2: Well, let's just get it out there. So <laughs> if you'd have asked us 40 years ago, we thought we might be doing this week, 40 years on, I guarantee not one of us would have said, we'd have just had a number one in the heritage chart. And uh, we'd have been working with Matt Pop, who'd have made us sound like 20-year-olds. No, we would not have said that. But we are very grateful that we've been involved with Energized Records. But even more grateful, Gary, that you've invited us to have a chat here today. And that uh, all your listeners are now going to go to www.theheritageschart.co.uk <laughs> oh, and vote so one more time for <laughs> Fallout to be number one this week as well as last week. Because we almost fell off our chairs last week when we were number one.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. So for people that aren't familiar, Denise, with the Heritage Chart, what is it and, and how's it came about?
2: So, um, an old DJ, I don't mean old as in old, I mean, he used to be a DJ back in the day when Top of the Pops was really big and he used to be a Radio 1 DJ. His name is?
1: My Greed. Uh,
2: so, very, very famous DJ. He's created this chart for classic um, older uh, singers, uh, bands. You know, you've got some really big people on this chart. You've got Tom Jones. You've got the, who else?
1: Where, uh,
2: where, where, wet, 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 for goodness sake.
1: Uh, tears for Fears. Yeah.
2: You know, you've got some really classic old, uh, Le Mans.
1: Yeah, Le Mans yeah. been so on the chart, yeah, yeah. what
2: he's done is he's created a chart for bands from way back when that want to produce new music and put it into the uh, modern world. And luckily for us, somehow or another, we got involved in it. We went in at number 32. We didn't realize that we would actually get anywhere. We were happy with 32 because, you know, we really didn't understand the way it was going to work. Mm. and so to get to number one it's only voted by people that go online and actually press the button that says vote now so that's why we're hoping all your listeners Gary are going to follow us and vote for us because it was amazing to get to number one but you know what it would be more amazing to being number one for two weeks. Yeah, so. And it's
1: voted on by the listeners of the station and people all around the world have been voting. So we, I think we've got folks from something like eight countries yeah. around the around the globe who've been voting for yeah. us. So we're amazed to get, you know, this success at this stage of our, our careers is, yeah. is yeah. lovely.
0: And it's almost a bit of kind of indication for you guys for actually coming back um, onto the scene because uh, it had been quite a while where there wasn't, anything other than tight fit other than that song which we're welcome on to I'm sure but um, coming back in and doing well, new actually, material
2: Barry, we did have an album out in 2016 but it was only a covers sorry it was only a covers album
1: yeah it was mainly covers so we we covered all, all of our songs We did Lion, uh, Fancy Island, Secret Heart, I'm Undecided. So anybody who knows us will know those songs and we covered them. And we also did um, a couple of of new tracks and the rest were all cover songs. So it was mainly a covers album. And I uh, approached Energize at that and Energize Records, and they, they were interested, but they said they wanted to do an album of new material. And so we did that album with a, with a different label, and then they came to us about a year ago and said we've got some great new material now, and that's how we've ended up here where we are um, recording this album with them.
0: No, absolutely. Um, so what what kind of brought you guys back um, in the kind of late kind of two thousands back together as a as a three piece?
2: Okay, so um, Julie, who has been involved in the music industry since we broke up in uh, 1980, end of 1982, she continued to sing with various bands and she was involved with a live band and one of the singers that she worked with left. And she rang me up because we've been in contact ever since we broke up. And she said, Denise, do you fancy joining this band that I'm involved with? And I was like, sorry she said oh no no well the other girl has left and we need another singer and i i won't tell you what my real answer was because she probably won't believe it well i will tell you my real answer was julie my voice has not improved over the last 30 years <laughs> and she said oh don't be so ridiculous anyway within a week i was on stage with the band only had one rehearsal didn't know most of the words of the songs but as being a blagger all my life (laughs) pretended i did and that kind of evolved a bit and then the 80s suddenly became really really popular and they the band she was working with started singing a lot of 80s 70s and 80s songs so we were chatting and we said well The 80s is now really, really, you know, coming back into its own. Why don't we get in contact with Steve and see if Steve wants to join us? Mm. Anyway, the rest is history. We got in contact with Steve. Steve came and joined us. And then before we knew it, we were back in the studio. We were doing Butlin's Weekenders, Pontins Weekenders. Um, we, We just felt like we were back where we started. But the difference being this time round, we're doing on our terms yeah. so if we're all happy to do a gig we do the gig if we don't want to do the gig then we don't whereas back in the day the record company told us when to smile when to work when to go to the dentist and uh, when to accept the money so it's very very different these days but do you know what you yeah. wouldn't want it any other way absolutely
1: so we st- we started working together probably again about about 2010 2009 around that time, and one of our first gigs was at um, the Vauxhall Tavern in London, and somebody was there from from London Pride, and that's that was our kind of second gig was doing oh, London Pride amazing. in front of about 20,000 people in Trafalgar Square, and it was incredibly scary because we nice. we just started working together, but it was. Unbelievable because everybody sang along to Fancy Island and everybody knew the words of the thing to Lion and it was an amazing gig and we've kind of grown organically from that time we you know we we started off just doing small gigs and gra- gradually building it up to gigs like like that and 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 lots of prides and lots of festivals and uh, and it's just kind of mushroomed from there really to where we are now. But do you know yeah. what was
2: unusual, Barry? You know, to have the three Original members of an '80s group. Now, a lot of bands have. Oh no, we're not a band. We're just a pop group. But a lot of groups have got one or two of the original members. We are the three originals. Love it or hate it, but we are. But (laughs) Steve has just mentioned London Pride, which was phenomenal and we were blown away by the reaction of the 20,000 people in the audience in Trafalgar Square. However, I've got to tell you about a really funny story. When we went to the Vauxhall Tavern to do a Christmas Eve show, I think it was, we knew that Fantasy Island was a bit of an iconic song at the Vauxhall Tavern but we were not expecting what became in front of us when we got there so we go on stage we start singing and um now in the Vauxhall Tavern there's some very hunky men they're called bears they're quite hairy they're very masculine they're quite butch (laughs) anyway we start singing Fantasy Island we turn round and in front of us has got to be a hundred bears with their tops off, all doing the dance to Fantasy Island, which Obviously. is a quite a cab dance, let me tell you. They knew every single action, and they knew every word of the song. Well, we were just looking at each other going, <laughs> oh, my God, can you believe this? It was great. So it's been a real fun expedition so far, and long may the expedition. We're going for Everest, put it that way. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Quite right as well, and I think it was something when we spoke to Dean Michael from Black Lace uh, back last summer it was just before the the kind of big uh, summer festival circuit was just starting and uh, Dean was mentioning yeah. obviously with Covid uh, over the last two years kind of last summer was the kind of first big opportunity for for a lot of artists kind of like him um, like, like yourselves people from that circuit to get back out in front of audiences and, uh, and I went to the the Let's Rock 80s Festival up in Dalkeith in Edinburgh that year, um, just last summer, and just the the reaction from the crowd just to be back out seeing live music again after two years of nothing, um, just makes you kind of appreciate probably something that people had maybe taken for granted slightly, um, just been able to get back out enjoying something that just brings so much Um, joy to people
1: we really miss it you know because we love doing those 80s nights we we worked with dean a lot he's a lovely guy he's so nice and they put on an amazing show too a, a great party uh, evening with with dean performing he's he's a wonderful guy um but we do those events and people all come along you know dressed up in their shoulder pads and their glitter and uh their
0: raw skirts and
2: and that's just the men
0: there you yeah go. Surely, that's just me yeah <laughs>
1: so yeah they're 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 amazing events we we always enjoy doing those um but yeah we've missed it it's been very difficult you know obviously because of covid it's keeping people safe and that's the priority but it's been difficult for artists and performers because there hasn't been anything at all Mm. so you know fingers crossed this year we can start getting back to uh doing some some gigs again and we've got we have got gigs booked in for this summer so
2: but we do a lot of private and corporate events because obviously 80s is so successful Mm. that corporate um people do involve us in their private parties so we get invited along to do an 80s night or a 70s and 80s night and then we do private parties. You know, we don't mind. Opening of a fridge will go there. We don't well, mind.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So um, obviously Fallout is out just now as a, a kind of precursor to a new album coming. Um, and the, what can people expect yeah. from Fit in the next uh, kind of six months or so?
1: So, so so fallouts the first single we signed the deal last year we recorded it in the summer and then it came out at the end of November last year so we're still we're still promoting that single now we've finished the follow-up single um that's produced by seventh um, heaven um, oh, wow. who also reallys lots of
0: acts
2: including
0: like steps. steps yeah um, absolutely. So
1: and it's a great it's a really great track we're we're looking forward to, to working on that
2: Gary it's one of those tracks that if you've ever been in love and been heartbroken and you wanted a fight against it and you want to move on
1: and show how, this is, and show how, how strong you are yeah yeah
2: this is the song for you so
1: so it's a kind of song that people can relate to it's another dance pop song it's a great pop song and and we're kind of about halfway through recording the album in fact we're in the studio tomorrow, tomorrow doing another song for the album. So, uh, and T who wrote Fallout has got another couple of tracks on our album as well. So yeah, we should we should hopefully have this, the album finished in the next few months and then fingers crossed it'll be out by the summer. That's what we're, we're aiming for, depending on obviously COVID and what happens, but fingers crossed.
0: Lovely. I want to hear the new song now I've got to be honest you've you've whet my appetite I've got to say um so uh very much looking forward to that Harry, um, have you ever
2: been heartbroken
0: not for a long time to be I've been with my, current, uh, with my wife now for 20 years so it's <laughs>
2: every one of us has been heartbroken at one time in our lives so this is the song for you, let
0: me tell I, you. But ste- steps breaking up on Boxing Day probably was the last time I can probably say. Oh, uh, uh, there you go, there you go. Yeah, um, but no, that probably says more about me than it does about anyone else. But we'll move. We'll do move. you know
2: all the actual dance moves of Steps, by I, the way?
0: I do, I do. Um <laughs> Good for I, you. Um, yeah, but no, I've, I've been a, a huge fan of them um, kind of all my life. And it's, uh, yeah. Uh, that took my, yeah, my daughter yeah. along for her first ever See, concert, the yeah, Steps. I've so, yeah, that's. But...
2: I've got news for Gary. I'm a Steps fan too, and and I divorced the bloody producer.
0: <laughs> yes, well, but, yeah, but no, that's but listen. Um, the fact that they are still going as well, kind of 25 years on, and the the, the yeah. kind of the sound that, that they're coming out with now is yeah. so very Steps, but still very modern and current as well. And I think that's where for me as a fan of that type of music fallout is kind of really kind of a uh, uh, kind of curve with me because it is the type of music that i listen to generally so um i'm delighted that you guys are having so much success with it Fantastic.
2: Thank well Gary, you very much. let me tell you once we've got our moves together for the next song <laughs> bearing in mind it's gonna you know be connected to heartbreak and all the rest of it you'll definitely be doing our moves too you'll you'll think you're in a new steps era
0: brilliant no oh, <laughs> cannot wait um right let's go back now uh to early 80s and obviously the lion sleeps tonight which is uh, the song that, that you guys are, are most notoriously known for how did that come about obviously that kind of falling into to your lap and were you surprised at just how successful it was so quickly
2: well, I'll just quickly mention how we got together. So it was an audition that we all went to. There were 40 guy, 40 women, 20 girls. And the, the people that were auditioning us um, put us together. And by the end of the day, they had four women and two men and they were chopping and changing who they thought matched to suit what they wanted as a package. And by the end of the day, Julie, Steve, and I were put together. Um, there was one other boy left. That was my brother. So if it hadn't been Steve, right, would okay. it would have be been my brother.
1: So, so we, didn't, we didn't know each other at all at that point, but we all had the same agent for theater work and singing and dancing jobs and whatever just uh, our, our theatrical agent and because c- the record company came to them for our audition so so uh, so we were the three that were chosen from from that audition and yeah things happened you know very very quickly for us but before we knew it we were at top <laughs> of the pops and Steve was wearing <laughs> his loincloth oh, uh, which I have to say I absolutely hated wearing that damn loincloth because you know at that age you're very insecure about yourself and the way you look and and being basically very um self-conscious and and having to wear something that barely covered my bits Mm. was was quite uncomfortable
0: for me quite exposed to be fair it was was quite quite an (laughs) iconic
1: And over the first time I wore it, Michael Hell, the producer, came down and said, "No, stop! You're going to change. You can't wear that." No, he said,
2: "What on earth are you wearing? You You
1: can't do that." (laughs) So so I went off and found a string vest and whatever, uh, whatever else I was wearing. Yeah, and and then when we were number one, they came down on the stage and said, uh, came came to us on the stage and said, "Right, time to wear that loincloth now." And so someone had to go off and find that piece of chamois leather somewhere in the car park. Um, <laughs> uh, but the
2: record company were hoping that by him wearing the loincloth um, after the third week of being number one, it might keep it there for, for one more week. another week. Sadly, sadly, it didn't work.
1: <laughs> if, if the record dropped that week. So i think it had no effect at all and and you know like i said at the time i absolutely hated it but now looking back i think oh i'm glad i did that because everyone remembers it yeah and i always get my leg pulled about it so it kind of you know although i hated Actually, it it's one of those things that people people but remember can i
2: just say gary in the video for the Lion seat tonight the story of my life julie ended up with tarzan steve i ended up with a blinking gorilla at the end of the video so i'm not saying my life has gone <laughs> a little bit different A reflection
0: but, on your, yeah. <laughs>
2: but julie at least you got the key man <laughs> <laughs>
0: Always. <laughs> Always. but yeah so but for, for such an iconic song and obviously it's one that's kind of stayed around in popular culture for so long like even sorry but is, yeah yeah it's oh, yes, stayed it's really around fun. so it's not like a like an 80s song that's kind of been and gone, and, and you never hear of it again. It's still very iconic to this day, but yeah. massive TV shows with I, I, friends I, gave I, it a second life I, as well. So, yeah,
1: it, do you
0: yeah. know
2: Gary? It's been a hit every 10 years for the last 40 years 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. So, it's actually due for a re release anytime but, now. But
0: we'll leave that to somebody else.
2: Yes, it's not going to be us.
0: <laughs> Did you ever get fed up performing it?
1: Uh, no, we, no. we always do it at the end of the show okay, and it's the yeah. nice thing about it is that everyone always joins in and sings along with it, it. Never so uh, yeah it's, it's 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 a fun one to do because obviously everyone knows it there's not that many words but
2: it's what? a bit like marmite you love it or hate it but yeah. whatever it is you know it yeah and the other great thing about it, it. it is it doesn't matter if you're Five or a hundred and five, you will know it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But I think for, for me, being that the, the kind of the, the music fan in me, the second single, Fantasy Island, is, is much more musically up my street. um So that's a song that came from a bit of a eurovision background so that's right yeah
1: that's right it was originally a dutch entry for their competition to be chosen to go through and it was up against i think it got to like the final two and then they rejected it and chose something else that completely flopped i think in the competition and let fantasy island go and you know great terrible for them but great for us because we got to record it and we had a big hit all over Europe with it. And like you say, you know, it's one of those songs that people remember and we still love performing that song. We've got a really nice kind of modern mix of that track that uh, John Dixon did for us. It's called The Almighty Mix. And it's so it's so nice to do that track. We we always enjoy doing that in the show.
0: No, absolutely. And again, very iconic, but it's the video must have been a lot of fun to do.
1: Oh, it was. Uh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We went Didier to Peroni's boat. Yes, we went to the south That's of France. Had a had an amazing time in in. We filmed in Saint Tropez. Uh, the speedboat was owned by uh, racing driver Didier Peroni, who got killed, I, th- I think, very shortly after. Uh, yeah, after we'd recorded the video, but it was his boat, and um, yeah, we were there for about five days filming and and. It was beautiful weather, although it was it was April, so it looks warmer than it is, uh, particularly for me because I had a scene in a swimming pool, which was blooming freezing. Um, <laughs> but other than that, it was really really fun. We enjoyed it immensely. It was lovely.
0: It does. It's got a, a bit of a kind of feel that it reminds me a little bit of kind of the kind of Bucks Fizz type kind of very kind of similar kind of vibe in terms of uh, kind of style of the video.
2: Yeah. No, let me yeah, tell you, if you go place. online, you can find um, somebody has put online um, a what? version of Fantasy Island, but it's to a video of ABBA. So ABBA are on a boat in the middle of nowhere. And um, the the video that's being, the sound that's being played is Fancy Island, okay. and it looked like Abba is singing it. So I, I wouldn't say Bucks Fizz, I would say people at the time connected it to Abba, which we don't mind. Hmm.
0: Yes. Can yeah. I was more meaning to the kind of the style of the video, um, just uh, it kind of was quite similar to yeah. to what uh, the the kind of Bucks Fizz yeah. guys were doing at the same time as well. It just had a few similarities for me. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm good friends yeah, with Buck's Fizz. <laughs> uh,
2: so, Gary, did you hear that, or have you just collapsed?
0: No, sorry, I missed out uh, Denise, sorry.
2: I, I, I auditioned for Buck's Fizz with my brother, but we knew that we were too tall. So when when we went in for the audition, we like bent down so we looked shorter <laughs> in the hope that they wouldn't notice. But sadly, they noticed, no, so we well. didn't get the
0: job. It didn't work out too badly for you, and then, Denise, so, um... the rest as I say is history um before we kind of move on and and play tight fit for everyone out there um I just want to kind of touch a little bit on um your kind of musical theatre background as well um Steve because I know it's something that a lot of our listeners do like to to talk about and and like to hear us say because a lot of the, the musical artists we've had on here have got the kind of musical background as well so um talk to us a little bit about your your kind of stage background, Steve, and kind of how you kind of got into that.
1: Okay, so I I started at stage school when I was about 10, um, just going to, you know, doing tap and jazz and whatever, ballet, and um, uh, I come from a very working back class background. My family, there's no, you know, my dad was a carpenter and my mom's a housewife. So the school used to give me lots of free classes. Went there till I was 16. Then I went to Rombert School. and had a full grant to go there. And then I was in a in a dance company for a couple of years, and then I uh, went from there to musical theatre. And my first musical theatre was a job was at Drury Lane doing the English production of Best Little House in Texas that had come over from Broadway, which they made a film of with Dolly Parton um, a few years after that. And then. After that, I joined the group, and then when the group finished, and I I had a couple of deals, but then I went back to musical theatre again. And the last show that I did, um, I toured I toured in a few productions like Kiss Me Kate and On the Down, and then I did um, my last show was a, a Drury Lane again in um, uh, Miss Saigon. Uh, at, the original production, not, not the most recent production. So I was there until on and off during the 90s until that closed at Jury Lane. So, so yeah, that's that's been my kind of uh, main, uh, a big part of my career, yes, yeah, yeah.
0: you're all right. And I think with some of the, the people we've spoken to in the past uh, that have got that kind of musical background as well, uh, being on stage is very different to being on stage as a, a singer
1: yeah because you're completely um you're you're c- kind of fully choreographed in that show and whereas it's very loose what we do we do have some choreography in our show but it's not you know it's not completely set
2: it's mostly the girls it's bossing around girls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's so it's kind of it's different but it's kind of the same thing at the same time so um, musical theatre for me was something that I loved doing at the time but I, I have a lot of problems with my sight now so that's why I gave up doing um, g- gave up doing theatre uh, just after Miss Saigon because mm-hmm. I had like 10 eye operations for um, detached retinas in my eyes and now I'm partially sighted so thankfully I work with people who make sure that I don't fall off the stage what do you
2: mean people? I work with
1: wonderful people
2: who make sure I don't fall off this day. Two pretend wives (laughs) that just boss him around.
0: (laughs) It sounds lovely, Steve, to be honest. Uh, It sounds sounds like a great career. Um, I think uh, there'll be plenty of people out there that would would really enjoy that sort of life. So um, uh, it sounds fantastic. Um, I want to ask finally just about the name of the band uh, and where it came from and was that always going to be the name of it or were were there other names in the mix?
2: That's totally the record company's fault. Do not blame us for that.
0: Because they'd
1: already had um, some hits with Back to the 60s, part one and part two. So that was, which was before we joined the band. So the record company already owned the name name type bit and they wanted us uh, to take that name because they'd already... They'd already used it for some for some other tracks. Um, in, but in I do the, think there uh, was an in...
2: element of um, the Bucks fears ABBA kind of scenario: dark-haired girl, blonde girl, handsome man, um, and then Steve was there as well. Then, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, handsome man. Um, <laughs> I think it was kind of a, a little bit of an innu- innuendo. Is mm. that what they say? Yeah. Type a bit oh. like you know. Is a bit cheeky, I think. I'm yeah. Sorry. You just yeah.
0: uh, what w- what's your search history when you're researching? You I think that's probably the best advice I can I can give, um, because um, it can yeah. get you into a little bit of trouble, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, guys, um, for joining us on on this episode. It's been real fun uh, to speak to you about it. We're going to play Fallout just as we we exit tonight's show. But just remind us, Denise, where can people vote for you on the Heritage Chart to keep you at number one? Because that's what we want to do.
2: Please do. Uh, It's www.heritagechart.co.uk, and you go to vote and you just press tight fit number one thank you so much gary for having us thank
1: you yeah we appreciate you inviting us thank
0: you very much it's been a pleasure looking forward to hearing all all the new stuff and hopefully uh, if you get some some live dates out there as well uh, if you find your way up in scotland at some time i may be able to come along and and see you in person so
2: well sure we can't wait happy. to see you dancing to the next single we're looking forward to that
0: <laughs> it sounds like a, a date i'm looking forward to it already and um, thanks very much uh to all of you and uh good luck with the new material and um, here is fallout and i'll see you next time on quite the music goodbye <laughs> <Okay>, <laughs> production of quite the music distributed as part of quite the music collab